dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. I am. Beautiful day. All that kind of stuff. You know, the usual routine. Anyway, this is going to be, I believe, a short one, because it's a reaction to a video I saw on YouTube. I spend too much time on YouTube, I swear to God. But, hey, what am I going to do? I'm recovering, so we'll deal with it. Anyway, talking about pacing, and I want to talk more about pacing after this. Okay, I was watching How to Be a Great GM again. There's a DM. I think it's GM. How to Be a Great GM. And you did a, an episode on pacing and what you do, you can do to keep up the pace. And he gives you a few good pointers about what's going on if the players can't just make up their minds what to do. But he also gives you a few adva- an advanced an advanced idea of what to do is basically practice. And I know, yeah, that's real, that's real help. But, you know, he's right. You know, practice makes perfect. Keep doing it. He gives you some great ideas of what to do to keep the pacing going because pacing can kill a game, as we know. Letting the players go round in circles for quite a long time without doing anything can just kill the pacing. One of the things he suggests using a clock within view. And he talks about things on how you split the story up. We've talked about adventure making before. You know, how you split the story up. I use the clock and all this other stuff. And, you know, there's, you know, he says there's a three or five way to do it. You can do it three way, beginning, middle and end. Or five way is something about they go, they're doing it. Something's complication. Anyway, I didn't want to get into it. What I want to get into it was, what I wanted to get into was, the fact that he, the meat of it is GM, what I call GM sleight of hand. And we've talked about, I've mentioned this in other ways before, but I'm going to mention it this way now because there are some people who, you know, sometimes some people get it this way. I don't know. You know, there's, there's newbies out there, but I don't understand my game. My games are so slow. Well, go see that, go see that video on YouTube and listen to me. What he's talking about is know your aspects of your story beforehand. This is part of prep. Look at it. See how you want it to run. Because everything you do is how you like it to run. And you know that that doesn't happen at the table. It shouldn't happen at the table. It really shouldn't. And I'm not saying that you should write stuff to be screwed up. But if it happens, then it just tells you your players and you're simpatico or something like that. But the point I'm trying to make is if they do something unexpected, and he gives an example of a river to be crossed and a bridge that's out. But if they do something unexpected, like they split up, the party decides to take a long rest on that side, even though they got to go on the other side for the rest of the adventure, or something like that, it all comes down to never. I'm going to say this. Never make absolutes in your game. Never have absolutes. If they cannot get across this river, the adventure stops. No. 
That is not acceptable. That is never acceptable in a role-playing game. So what he suggests is you start doing a little GM sleight of hand. You look forward in your story to see what's going to happen and maybe juggle a few things around. I love doing this stuff. You know me, because I always say stuff like, well, if you have the whole backstory and the characters need the backstory, but you don't want to do an info dump, you know, give to certain characters parts of the story to fill in. And if they, you know, if they don't go to those characters, give somebody else those. That's, that's all GM sleight of hand. Because you know where this, you know what the story, you know how you set up the story. Okay. My point I'm trying to say is, if you got point A and point Z, beginning, end of story. Okay. This is one of the reasons why you think of the ending first. How would I get my players from point A to point Z using whatever I got here and their ingenuity? Their ingenuity should be should be up front. Make encounters, have random encounters, have NPCs, but they should be in front and center. So when they use their ingenuity in ways you didn't think of, that's when you start juggling. You look at something from what's coming up. Maybe you can work it a little differently. Now, you know I'm against a railroad, but if you have a plot and there's a, a an objective to the whole thing, I'm not saying to throw it out. I'm just saying to juggle things so it may get to that point. And you know what? It may not get to that point. It may not get to Z. There may be they may be doing something that leads to another Z. I I've been known I've been I've been known to jettison a an adventure mid adventure if they start coming up with something I think is better. Just takes me a few minutes to regroup. Uh, at that point. At that point, my objective is to get them to the end of the session, get to a stopping point. Then I go back and look at my notes and say, okay, they did this. This puts them there. Are they going to be able to follow the objective? Yes, no. If not, let's see how this spins off. Let's see how this spins off of what I've already done. You got to do that to a certain extent at the table because if they do that in the middle of your session and they go off and decide to go into the mountains instead of going down into the valley, then find something for them to. I mean, you could move Z into the mountains, but it may, it may not fit. Who knows? So come up, either, either move the objective into the mountains or something like that, or come up with something different. This is how you get inspiration. Don't ignore it. Do not poo-poo it. Do not try and circumvent it. Go with it. And next session, you'll see what they do. They all, at this point, they're writing the story for you. At this point, they're writing the story for me, and I'm just trying to keep up. Which is, okay, some GMs, they panic. They go, oh my God, what am I going to do? Just listen to them. You know, th start throwing stuff at them. If you've got your prep ready, what's going on in your world, then it should be a lot easier.
But anyway, he's talking about like juggling things around in the store. Nothing wrong with that. Done it before. It's fun for me anyway. So I can I encourage you to have fun that way too. So I didn't mean I didn't mean to sound like a rant because it's not a rant. I'm just saying this is this is the way to do it, and it's a way to really a good way to have fun. So I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar@gmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail at Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as ninety-nine cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I thank you. Thanks again, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan, Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen. Thanks, guys. Don't forget Dan Gregg's the Young Y U N G Young Grognar podcast, Mark C. Wallring's the Yawning Albert podcast, Big John Allen, Largest the Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tankar. Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.